Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lions Share Podcast post Super Bowl edition. Patrick Mahims, no sprain, no gain. He don't care. He's still gonna will his team to victory. But Andrew, give me this answer. Short and concise, were we robbed of quite possibly the best Super Bowl ever by the referees? Quick and simple, the Zebras always got to get their stamp on it, and uh, they sure did. I think Philly fans have a real gripe. Philly fans do have a real gripe, and I'm curious to see the scene in Philadelphia. I haven't seen the the shots from the, the city of brotherly love, um, but I'm going to say there's probably no love for the referees there tonight. I don't think the greased uh, light posts are going to do anything. Um, they're going to tear everything down. They're going to light everything ablaze in that city. This is so much worse than a Philadelphia win for the city. It reminds me of that time when they tore up Bikini Bottom in a SpongeBob episode. Just burned the whole place down. I think it's going to be like that. I, I Boy, I hope not. And if that's the case, um, I mean, beware the hash slasher. Beware of the hashling slash. Is that what you said? Beware. Beware. Yeah, Beware. He's for you. Okay, like no, uh, no syllables there. Just, just one big syllable. Beware. Okay, I get it. I'm with it. Um, Beware. But what about beware of these UFOs that are flying around? Let's be real here for one minute. I think the I think the whole country's got a real gripe on this one, not just Philadelphia. We're shooting down UFOs left and right. I think there was a commercial uh, for a, a YouTube concert where they're talking about ufos and floating spheres like all of this shooting down was leading up to a u2 (laughs) super bowl commercial this is viral marketing 101 right here was it got the government involved yeah wow this is next level i didn't expect this i know youtube put our uh put their album on everybody's iphone once um without consent uh that was a big deal back in the day um but that yeah, was yeah, it's getting a little close to home there in Michigan, though. The one today was from uh, over top Lake Huron, I heard. Yeah, and I mean, if we want to jump back to you two, an entire generation of too young of fans know bon- Bono, and they shouldn't. Oh, you, yeah, you're saying that we're getting old because we know Bono and people below us don't? Yeah, and I mean, like, okay. Bono was our parents. We okay. shouldn't even know who Bono Okay, uh, we're going way Thank off. You, <laughs> we're going way off the trails here. And I and this was this is on me. This is on Tommy for not straying us in here. But I've got to go here because you brought it up. Um, this is my aside here. I I dropped a line about Narnia this weekend at the bar, and I thought the person that received the comment about Narnia may have been too young to understand Narnia. And as I said it. I instantly regretted it, thinking, am I showing my age here? This guy's probably never hidden one of his closets trying to find another dimension. <laughs> well, the context here was there's a door that's an exit door, and they asked, where does that door lead? And I said, to which I said, Narnia. Respectable. I, I, yeah, I thought so. And But as I'm saying, and I'm thinking, they may be too young. This might not land. It did not land, I take it? Uh, it, It's hard to say. I'm not a body language expert. Um, It didn't seem like it landed, but I had to throw some context in. Anyway, I digress. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. You know what did land was my Nick 
Tyriani joke to you and to Mitch. I sent it to Mitch too. He's my litmus test. He's gonna he's always keeps me honest, as you well know. So yes, he so you know he's never gonna um, uh, you know humor me. That's for sure. So he said it landed. So I was just surprised that no more people online weren't making the joke. I thought that one was sort of near uh, low hanging fruit. I thought that was an easy one. No, and we could we could ask our shareholders for the help here. Let's get this blasted on Twitter. Hashtag Tiriani. Let's get that. Let's get that third pitcher reset circulating. They they did not win. Um, so I feel like that that pitcher is gonna live for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, in infamy for sure. And hey, I'm not knocking him for for showing some emotion during the Super Bowl during the national oh, no. anthem. That's patriotism. I'm a for, I'm all for it. I'm just saying that's a perfect at Sirianni Tiriani. That's perfect. It's speaking of patriotism, I'm in. I'm in a fellow state as yours. I uh, down here in El Paso, Texas, near the border of New Mexico. Yeah, should have noted we this. We had some strong, strong outrage at the beginning of the game. Um, we had a lot of song before kickoff. Uh, the national anthem was the last one, as it as it is, as one typically sees. And we had some very upset veterans in the bar with uh, whatever hymn was being sung at the beginning. Uh-huh. I'm sorry if that's offensive because I don't know the song, um, but yeah, there it's, was a, there was a total outrage. I had a couple couple older folks, veterans, saying that they were going to take a knee. Oh man, for it's it's lift every voice for those out there. That's the that's what you're referring to. Um, what did they think? Of, were you there for halftime? What did they think of Riri? Um, I think it was a consensus. It was pretty weird. Uh, I don't think it fit that crowd. In the bar, <laughs> I can't Tell you imagine. What, though, Riri, and I'm sure we'll get into Riri more. I'm, I'm definitely yeah, yeah. going to try to get into Riri more. Um, Seems like somebody already wow. has. That's all I can say. Definitely, I, we were talking about it. She's got a little bump. A uh, couple of the lady lions spotted it right away. She said, yeah. "That's a pregnant belly." Yeah, that's a that's a baby what, bump for sure. Well, let's table that for just a minute and let's talk football again. Yeah, as you mentioned, Andrew on the road right now with a different setup, so a different microphone, um, and I'm uh, going through something in my body right now. I was near. I had to. I had to rush to the bathroom several times during the Super Bowl, which was really really hard for me to do. I. I want to, I want to watch every snap, so that was difficult for me. But there were some points where I thought I was going to throw up, and so I had to run to the bathroom. Uh, got a sore throat going on right now. Uh, some fever and some shit. Well, I don't have a fever. Let's let that be known. I don't have a fever, but I feel warm and cold at the same time. Uh, but like I said in the halftime capsule that you'll hear, uh, no days off. So we trudge on. Um, what a game, though. Kind of just like what I expected. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but I said this was going to be a points fest. Um, I was looking for a game where two teams both got into the thirties and that's exactly what we got. Lots of yards, lots of points. Um, but the, the unfortunate thing is the storyline is going to be that call at the end, the holding call. Um, cause that was third down, that was third and eight. And if they don't get it, obviously they're going to probably kick the field goal there. And, uh, we'd get an opportunity to see what Jalen hurts and the Eagles have to offer, uh, whether that be a field goal or a game winning touchdown, which would have just been a cherry on the top to what was already a, a what, like I said, might be a top ten or a best in of in the last ten years for Super Bowls. It was tre- it was trending that way, um, and it kind of ended on a flat note, which is unfortunate. Uh, thought we might be in tune for some uh, overtime football, but um, that was robbed of us. 
Um, I'm happy with the result yeah. for for Andy. I'm happy for Andy. I'm happy for Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey seems to have a the biggest chip on his shoulder for no apparent reason, but he's got to tell everybody that uh, nobody was picking the Chiefs, which um, is not true. I think the, a lot of the polls that I saw were pretty close to dead, dead even on 50-50. So I'm not sure where he um, got that motivation from, but I digress. Like I said, happy for Andy, happy for Patrick Mahomes, happy for me to pick the Chiefs, happy for me to take the postseason crown and the regular season crown. No big deal. But um, yeah, really felt like the Eagles kind of got gypped there at the end. Hey, you can say they got gypped, and I'm with you, man. I, like I said, I think they have a real gripe here in this game. But here's a stat for you and the shareholders that you might want to fact check me on, but I believe is correct. No stat for that defensive line in this game, and that was one of the best defensive lines in terms of numbers that we've seen not only this year, but one of the best ever in the NFL. And they produced zero stacks this game. Yeah, and that's kind of the storyline, too. The second half, um, I don't know if you heard the stat on Fox, but Kansas City scored on every possession in the second half. So you can say what you want about that call at the end, but uh, the Eagles didn't did not um, play as well as they did in the first half. It was kind of a tale of two halves for these teams. The um, the schemes that the Chiefs brought, like you said, they they basically game planned completely around that defense, and uh, it was a chess match. And Andy and Eric Bieniemy seemed to win that chess match. I know it came down to that penalty, um, but the Chiefs were still the Chiefs, so they deserve to win. Um, it just stinks that it went down the way it was. But as you said, uh, the Chiefs were were very well game planned in this game. A, lot of, a couple of trick plays, as they're always known to do, always liable to do. Um, but they just looked really good, especially in the second half. Yeah, the Chiefs are always going to get fancy. They're going to go that schoolyard route with you a few times. And, I mean, I, I don't know if the Eagles just forgot that Travis Kelsey was good at football. <laughs> there was too many times that there wasn't even a defender, I mean, in camera view. Yeah, and and the Chiefs did the classic. Um, everybody in the utility package, they went to Moore, Pacheco, um, you know, Kelsey, of course. Tony. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, it was like everybody was involved. You never knew. Never knew who it was going to on any given play. They just have so many weapons year in and year out. They lost to Tyreek Hill, but it didn't matter. They still produce a Super Bowl team here uh, and an MVP in, in Patrick Mahomes. So what can you say more about the Chiefs than just the game plan that Andy Reid brings? It's incredible and good for him to get his second and a deserving um, one for Andy. And maybe, just maybe, he rides off into the sunset. And that will be the question because now it's set up as Patrick Mahomes will be chasing Brady most likely for the rest of his career. If Mahomes can keep this up, I mean, it's going to be hard to follow Brady's career, but he is on that trajectory. And that was always the question. Could Tom do it without Bill? Can Bill do it without Tom? Well, if Andy decides to walk away and hang it up, can Mahomes do it without Andy? And I, if I just, you know, gun to my head real quick on that, I would say I don't think he can. I think we said it in the in the last episode. I don't think he's the same quarterback without Eric Bieniemy and or Andy Reid. And it they those guys could both be gone. Um, I think if Andy does retire, 
Eric's going to want to stay home and, and stay with his team and, and take over. He's been considered the head coach and waiting for a while. But you keep hearing um, th- this offseason about him having opportunities elsewhere as head coach, but a lot of opportunities as offensive coordinator, which is astounding to me that he would leave to make a lateral move somewhere else and go as an OC somewhere else. It makes no sense, especially coming off a Super Bowl victory. I mean, any Super Bowl winning team is going to try to run the table again next year. I mean, that's you've set the baseline. That's where you need to achieve. And yeah, a lateral move for him just doesn't make sense right now. There, and to go back to later episodes, I mean, the jobs that were available, head coaching wise, there wasn't too many super attractive ones outside of Carolina. And if you want to touch on Carolina for a second, the moves they've made coaching staff-wise here in the last month, incredible. The Sorry, the moves that Carolina made? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with taking Frank Wright, uh, of all coaches, as your head coach. Uh, and it's questionable at best. And then, of course, not, not picking up Wilkes to even retain him as – um, not only not a head coach, but a defensive coordinator or any other position. So, yeah, you are absolutely right. Um, well, they also just picked up Dom Capers and oh, that's Josh right. McCown. That's and right. they got Deuce Staley as well. I mean, that's... their coaching staff is looking incredible right now. Yeah. Wow. They did. They, they did. I didn't realize that. You're, you're hitting me with some fresh yeah, news there. Yeah, that's what I mean. This, this last month, they've gone off. In the coaching department, and to get Deuce Daly on top of that, I mean, get Deuce Daly because because of a, a family illness. Yeah, here, here, I thought you were knocking the Panthers, but no, you're you're commending them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I kind of hate them right now because they derailed the Lions' season and robbed us of a postseason. Yeah, the double whammy. But, I mean, you can say that's yeah, you can say that's on the Lions themselves, but yeah. I mean, impressive for them to, to make these moves. I mean, they looked so ugly. They looked like those players didn't care under what's-his-face what's with Nebraska now. And uh, and Wilkes got him going. And, that, I mean, I think that's the, the biggest injustice is that Wilkes didn't get yeah. the nod. Yeah, and Mark Rule's the name you were searching for there just to help you out. Uh, another guy. Mark uh, Matt. Yeah. Oh, did I say Mark? You did? Oh, sorry, Matt Rule. I did that in the, in the last time I brought him up, too. That's crazy. Uh, my mind just is stuck <laughs> on that, I guess. Uh, so you mentioned the coaching thing. That's going to make me circle back to this Super Bowl, this oh-so-great Super Bowl 57. I don't know if you saw this news this morning, but Vic Fangio, uh, did you see this, was tasked. Uh-huh. He was tasked uh, by the Eagles, took a, took, took a two-week contract with the Eagles to help prepare that defense. For Patrick Mahomes, obviously Vic Fangio was in um, Denver. And so in the division of Patrick Mahomes, they they tried to get some sort of inside knowledge on defending against Patrick Mahomes. And uh, that obviously backfired. And I don't think Vic Fangio ever beat Patrick Mahomes when he was head coach in the Broncos. He didn't have a lot of head coach success there. Uh, so an interesting move, and I didn't realize you could even pull in a guy for two weeks because now he's going to go to Miami to be their defensive coordinator. 
Yeah, honestly, that was going to be my question for you, was how many times did Vic Fangio and his Denver Broncos stop Patrick Mahomes? I don't have that information readily available, but I know it's not know It's not many ever. times. That's for sure. If it's more than one, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's incredible if it's more than one even. Where did you say Vic is heading now? He's going to be Miami's D coordinator. Okay. At least he's not with, uh, within the North. I mean, I don't want yeah. I don't want a game plan against that defensive coordinator, but yeah, that is odd for Philly to bring him in for two weeks. Even more odd that and awkward for Vic that you know didn't go his way. No, no, not not at all. It's just a double whammy and. Um, maybe more coaching staffs would start doing the two week thing if, if they know it's so such a readily available thing. Um, speaking of not containing Patrick Mahomes, obviously the Chiefs had 38 points today, 340 yards. And um, what's the big thing that we always talk about, Andrew? Um, not only just turnovers, uh, but the other thing besides turnovers time of possession. Time of possession. Well, Philadelphia dominated time of possession in the first half and the game. They had 35, almost 36 minutes to Kansas City's 24. Um, in the first half, I believe it was like 21 or 22 to 8. Um, so just a dominating performance. In terms, it may have been even more than 22. Um, so this that's kind of goes back to my tale of two halves thing. And uh, they had one turnover to Kansas City's none. So there you go. They, they won the... Uh, they won the turnover battle, did Kansas City, but they lost the time of possession, kind of made up for it in the second half. Uh, but they also lost the yardage battle. Uh, Eagles had 417 yards to Kansas City's 340. So it just goes to show any given Sunday and a little help from the refs, that's all it takes to get a ring, baby. Well, I like that you said any given Sunday, too, because we got the Serena giving the any given Sunday speech in one of her commercials. Oh, I must um, not have caught that one. Yeah, uh, she gave it. She gave the full speech. Uh, it was good. It was all right. It got me going. It gives okay. you know, yeah. uh, hair on the back of your neck stands up. You're ready to just beat yeah. somebody to death yeah. for every inch. But what the Chiefs did excel in, and it's something that we touch on as well, is momentum plays. You, you hang your hat on momentum. You keep it. You keep it going forward. Hertz tries to change the ball to another hand, drops it, defense scoop and score touchdown. You got Kelsey making huge plays. You've got Kadarius Tony with the punt return to set up the touchdown. It's all these momentum driving plays that just put wind behind in your sails and carry you. Uh, you just hit three of my three of my many bullet points. You just hit them right in a row. Um, that's where I was going to head next. Nailed it. Same wavelength it must be because we're in the same state. Uh, the 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 energy is ever growing. Um, yeah, it was it was it was that for me as well. You know, the, if we want to talk about game changing plays and um, what they did to overcome, you know, not having as many first downs, running nineteen less plays, having almost a hundred less yards and 10 minutes less of time of possession. Well, they had the momentum place. Like you said, they, uh, um, huge stop in the third quarter too. I might add by the chiefs D, uh, with two minutes left in the third yes. quarter, it was 27 or 24, 21 Eagles had the lead. Uh, if they score a touchdown there, it's 31, 21, 27, 21, completely different ball game there. The chiefs did what they had to do, kept them in the ball game, kept the offense, 
with uh, kept gave the offense an opportunity to stay in this game, stay uh, keep it as a one possession game. Um, you go up there if you go up by ten there as the Eagles, you're a lot better position. Um, so it was that for me, uh, along with the other plays that you mentioned. The, the Katerius Tony was huge because that's kind of an unsung oh, yeah. hero there. The special teams, the other element of the ball that we don't always talk about, um, but can sometimes decide the game. Nearly returns it all the way. Uh, I don't know the yardage officially on that, but uh, got it within the 10-yard the line, first and goal. So that was huge. Um, the penalty on third and eight, obviously that was a killer. Whole landscape was changed. Um, and then I'll throw in the one more. This isn't really a momentum play, but just a smart play um, to go down there as the Eagles are trying to let them score. Smart play by the Chiefs to get down and give yourself an opportunity to run more clock down. I can tell you wholeheartedly, I was screaming at the TV <laughs> for, for that man to go down inbounds. And boy, did he wait till the last second. I thought he was going to do it around the five-yard line, and yeah. he just kept going. And I was going to come out of my seat like, you absolute moron, you just threw this game away. Right. And that's the, uh, I know you probably didn't have the audio for this, but Greg Olson was screaming, get down. He needs to get down. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad Greg was on my side. And I know you said that Greg was dogging the refs. He which was. I'm so glad. Um, I, I, I've very much enjoyed Greg Olson all season long in the booth. Every game that he's done, loved, loved it when he was doing the Lions. But what I do like, and I, I think, I think I actually was against Greg on this same issue earlier in the year where he was giving the refs too much love of yes. to give him some give him some hate maybe he knows he's on his way out the door from Fox. um but yeah letting the refs know when they've made a mistake and i mean what what are the i guess if you want to jump way off topic what are the requirements to get into the hall of fame and i mean what i've always been told is somebody that changes the game you can't tell the story of football without this person well, the rest mm. are really trying to make their case for Canton <laughs> at this point because you can't tell the story of Super Bowl 57 now without those refs in that third and eight call. Yeah, it's it's not it's not going to be a good look. It's going to be talked about all week, I'm sure, just because now football's done, right? So what else is there to talk about on these talk shows? So it's going to be the topic of discussion. And um, I'm not sure if they can be nominated for Canton. I think you're probably wrong on that one. Um, but it's a good it's a good <laughs> note nonetheless. Uh, we talked about it on the episode prior to this from Wednesday, uh, the preview show. This was a team, uh, a crew of Carl Cheffers that tends to be flag happy, a little bit above the mean when it comes to throwing penalties. So we kind of anticipated that these things could happen, um, but they didn't really call a lot of penalties the whole day. I mean, uh, the Eagles had six and, well, the, and, the, and the Chiefs had three. Uh, accepted penalties of course so um not uh it's below average i think the their average was up north of 10 for sure so it's a below average day for them um thought it was well well called until that point when you you just you involved yourself when you didn't have to um but 100 what more what more can we really say about that um that just had a slip up there and uh surprised to see that they didn't go with a replay assist there or not necessarily a replay assist, but just New York calling down and say, no, 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 pick that one up. Cause they obviously have the ability to do that in this moment in the Super Bowl, in the biggest moment. 
And I mean, there was some hand uh, hand checking and everything, oh, there was. and a lot of hand movement. But the offense does it on every play as well. That yeah. is just that's just football. And, and, and in that situation, to make that call, I guess what you can say is that you know New York can't really call down and say pick up that flag. I mean, it's well, they were delayed the on it. Like they were they were talking was... about it because I at first I didn't I didn't know what the call was. I thought it was, initially. When I because I thought Mahomes got hit as he was throwing that away. I thought initially roughing the passer, and then uh-huh. then I saw Mahomes' reaction. He was pointing like he was saying there was a receiver in the area. So my second initial was, oh, they're going to call grounding maybe. And then I didn't even know about the holding until they came out and said it. But there was a delayed reaction there, like they were discussing it. There was some sort of discussion going on. Sorry, I had a malfunction. I'm like okay. currently in the studio, uh, <laughs> bathroom. The phone's bouncing off the walls. The Acrisure uh, bathroom edition? Yeah, yeah. The Acrisure state uh, studio has been moved. Okay. To uh, a two by two bathroom. Well, two by two. That's more dire than I realized. Yeah, it's bad. <sighs> yeah. Well, like we said, Carl Cheffers and that crew, we knew they were liable to do this. Um, it just seemed like uh, not a call to make in that situation, of course, but also not a call they'd been making all day. You know, like they there was the one earlier um, on Juju. Uh, I don't. I think it was was it Bradbury? I think it was Bradbury who kind of hooked Smith Schuster earlier in the game. I don't know if you remember seeing uh-huh. that one. It was like probably block. Yeah, probably second quarter, maybe. I can't remember. Memory's gone. Um, but it was it was a call that mm, was probably more of a call than the one that was made later in the game. Um, so it just that was what it was to me was uh, they just hadn't been calling it all day. So it was kind of an ins- inconsistent call to make in that situation. It's those calls that make you go, hmm, maybe this league is rigged. Yeah, they read the script, right? Though, like we said on Sunday's episode, we had the leaked audio of Patrick Mahomes accepting the, the trophy afterwards. So it was all, the fix was already in to begin with. That's darn too, cowboy. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole another story there. That reference to cowboy—that's an inside joke right there. Um, yeah, where did we want to go from here? Um, oh, I had, uh, let's I had. Let's touch on Rihanna. I mean, well, I mean, let's I table that. Leather. Let's table that. Oh, um, come on now. Let's let's we gotta we gotta dangle the carrot for the shareholders out there. Keep them listening all the way through. Keep those retention rates up. Um, I think what we gotta talk about is. The field conditions. Uh, a lot of talk on Twitter about this. Um, they were fixing the divots at halftime. They were shoving more sod in the divots. Um, several guys had really? to switch cleats. Yeah, Jalen Hurts switched cleats in the first half. He had different colors on. Fox noticed that. He switched his cleats. Several other guys um, doing doing all they could to get grip and get footing out there. Uh, so a lot of a uh, lot of issues we haven't being had on Twitter and social media about the field conditions being subpar. Um, and I saw it actually before the game, um, Eric Lloyd from nine and 10 news was interacting with somebody. I'm not sure who, but they said this grass or sod had been grown for two years. This has been, they've been growing this for two years somewhere. What? Yes. They've been growing it somewhere else. And they, they transplanted it earlier this week. And, um, the guy's initial tweet question was like, 
I'm not a, a, an expert on this, so maybe I just sound dumb, but it, can grass be sodded in that quickly? Like, can it actually get rooted in to be a good surface that quickly? Um, and it kind of showed that it's good, that it's not true that it can sod in that quickly or, or seed in. I, I don't know what the correct term is, but it was definitely an issue. Uh, both teams had to face all day long. I definitely didn't know that they were filling in divots at half. That's yeah. crazy. And not just like um, one or two. Like they had a crew of like 40 guys out there, 40 men and women, wow. I should say, here um, filling in those holes. That is crazy. I did notice, however, like chunks of grass. Every time somebody went to the ground was bringing up chunks of grass. So that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, NFL has got a lot to answer on that and the referees, of course, uh, right after uh, how um, proper timing for it right after media day. I'm I'm sure you saw this. I saw it all over the place on Twitter, but uh, Roger Goodell saying he didn't think or he thought the uh, officiating had never been in a better place than it was today. I did not see that, but boy. Boy, does that comment look stupid. That might that comment might live as long as Tyrioni. <laughs> Freezing cold take right there. Yeah, uh, that Tyrioni, we're right back to that real quick. Uh, totally through, instantly, my mind went to none other than no Sean Marino, of course. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, you don't remember no Sean having the projectile tears, tears during the national anthem? <laughs> <laughs> The, the the last national anthem that comes to mind is Fergie's. I don't even know what you're talking about there. You lost me there just like I lost the you, NBA I guess. Fergie. Oh, okay. Fergie, real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, Sean Marino, when he was playing in Denver, had just some tears that, that, that were like shooting out of his eye. They weren't coming down the, the his cheeks. They were just like spraying. It was bizarre. But <laughs> CBS, I think, got him in slow motion. You'll have to look up that clip. Um, that's your homework for this week. I know the shareholders out there, the dedicated ones, will know what I'm talking about because that's an infamous one that memed into existence. This is going to af- absolutely be memed into existence as well. Um, like we said, I thought uh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson were were solid today. Uh, I know you didn't hear the broadcast, but I thought it was their best game of the year. Um they did a really good job. I think, like you said, the gripe on Greg was that he just kind of agreed with the refs too much. I saw that one from other people as well. And he did let them know this week. He said it several times. They showed the replay several times. He said, I I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see it there. Uh, that's not a call you can make. Uh, or I'm paraphrasing, of course. Not but in that situation. Yeah, that's, it's tough. It's tough because it was, it was such a good game. Um, and... That leads me to my question, Andrew. If that call doesn't happen, it's third and eight. Um, obviously, it goes to fourth and eight there. The Chiefs kick what's probably uh, like a 38-yarder maybe, uh, mid-30s, mm-hmm. and uh, right around an extra point. Size. Uh, so he probably makes it, although he did miss the one earlier. Um, but let's what's say he does make it. They go up by three. What do you think the, the Eagles go down and do? Do you think they kick a field goal, score a touchdown, or you think the Chiefs stop them? I think they go for a touchdown last last ditch effort. They're going to spike the ball and kick that kick a field goal and take this thing to OT. But they're definitely going to let AJ Brown in a couple nine routes before they give up. Oh, absolutely! I think the Eagles would have went down and scored. I think so. I think the the Chiefs would have got there um, a couple times, but not sacking him. I think they would have got pressure on him, and they would have got some guys open downfield and. 
I think Sirianna would have been aggressive. I don't think he would have been playing for the field goal at all. Um, you know, maybe as a, bat, a, la- a last resort, but I think he would have been thinking touchdown mm-hmm. on the way. He's such an aggressive guy. We saw him go for two with uh, about five minutes left. Uh, so I think he would have been going for touchdowns only um, with a with an absolute fallback of a field goal. I, I think that's the right assumption. I mean, you saw his game plan all day long. Uh, Andy, it, well, this game plan kind of switched in the second half, actually. The first half, he was very aggressive. Going for it on fourth downs. I mean, the most aggressive thing he did in the second half was to go for two and tie the game. But, I mean, he kind of went back on his heels in the second half and tried to play keep away with the Chiefs. Yeah. And kick field goals and just put points on the board. And I don't know how many years in a row you have to say you can't field goal the Chiefs to death. Mm-hmm. That's not how this team operates. Mm-hmm. Say it time and time again. And... It was it was that way. You're right. Um, I think as we as I stated in the last episode, Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are going to get a Super Bowl. It's just inevitable. They're going to do it right. Um, I just didn't think it was going to be this year, um, but their time is coming. I think this is going to be a great learning experience for Sirianni and Hurts. Obviously, with the fumble um, early in the earlier in the game, um, just some small little mistakes that uh, you know whether it's game plan coaching. Um, or just the little things like there, like doing the crossover, switching hands. Um, nobody, nobody even making contact with the ball, and Jalen just loses it. Um, you know, uncharacteristically of him. Um, usually, usually pretty locked in. Usually pretty calm, collective. Um, in that moment, just just a small moment of, of time, lost it, and uh, turned out to be a huge huge play in the game, of course. Um, and then, you know, Sirianni's play calling down the stretch, uh, Mister Aggressive, like you said. Um, you know, kind of, kind of didn't stick to their mo, and 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 a point where they had to just continue to be themselves. They kind of, kind of started to play the clock, play the game, as versus just doing what they do best. Yeah, and when you do that, you all of a sudden find yourself in a situation where you need to get a quick score, but you've essentially cooled everybody down to playing a slower pace of football. It's much harder to change a pace of football in an instant than, than just your entire game plan. Um, so I think that was a massive mistake by Sirianni. And I'm going to go against you. I think Jalen Hurts is going to get his time again, and I think he'll get another shot at one. I don't think Sirianni makes it back. I, I, Whoa. I think there's going to be a coaching change, and then Jalen Hurts makes it back. Whoa, that is bold. I mean, I'm all for bold predictions. I love them. But wow, I didn't expect that from you. Yeah, no, Sirianni will be fired in the next four seasons. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll give him five. Oh, my God. He will be with a different team. I, I, wow. I will write that down because, uh, hey, Siri, remind me in five years that he's not, um, not fired. My hey, Siri did go off, um, and it's going to go off on 2-12-2028. So there you have it. Got a reminder set for five, five years from now. I can't wait. That is that is incredible. I, I hey, I like the bold prediction. I'm gonna let you ride that one. Um, I think I think he will get one, but uh, we will see. We will see. Um, what else? What else do we have? What else do we have to say about this game? Um, you know, it was it was um, a, an exciting one. What? One of uh, exactly what you're saying. We're on the same wavelength, man. This is one of the most exciting Super Bowls that you could ask for. 
And who said it was going to be the best one in the last 10 years? Was that you? Yeah, I think so. I should be more humble, right? I needed a Siri reminder for that one. Funny that Nick Sirianni is um, has Siri in his name when I said, "Hey Siri, remind me about Siriani." That is a coincidence. It is incredible, um, and as he should be known for the next foreseeable future, at least Tiriani. So have it. That, um, that name's got to stick. I don't know why it isn't. I just I, I I can't believe I was the only one calling it. I'm sure I could search for Tiriani on Twitter and there'd be other people. I can't be that clever. Um anyway, we digress. What a what a way to rent, wrap up the season uh with the Chiefs and the Eagles. I know the NFL was happy. Uh points, 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 yards, yards, yards. Down to the end, uh, and some referee drama to throw in the mix to keep people talking even more. Right. The, now, now the whole next couple of weeks, can we can we can talk about that? Um, keeps the eyes on the NFL and off of other sports as they'd love to do. So there you have it. Bowl champions. Uh, Super Bowl 57 goes to the Chiefs. Postseason crown goes to Ben. Um, let's go to our halftime capsules now. And on the other end of it. Halftime. show Commercials. And other NFL. Here we are, halfway through the Super Bowl, last game of the season. Eagles up, Mahomes injured. It's not looking good thus far. The Eagles could pull away with this. Benny boy, this could be the end of you, and I'm going to take the victory this season. If Mahomes can't go, I'm going to say that's it, and the Eagles have won this. You know, I know all the shareholders are wondering did I get the press credentials? Is with a heavy heart I have to tell you no, and I'm nearly 837 miles away. I cried a little bit today, but we're watching the game. We're eating wings. I hope all the shareholders are out there eating their tailgate food. Eagles got to come out of this, get a good defensive stop like always. That's what the Lions always had to do. They get a stop or hold the Chiefs to a field goal and score. This game's over. Let's go, Eagles. Okay, shareholders, it's a fight between mind and body. And I'm not talking about Patrick Mahomes and his ankle. I'm talking about Ben and his body right now. It is a fight. Uh, and it's not due to Super Bowl foods. Seem to have come down with some sort of bug. We're working through it, though. No days off. Hashtag no days off. We're waiting for Rihanna right now. Unfortunate to hear that Andrew is not getting the press credentials. And uh, I have to correct him on the air of 837 miles or whatever he said. He's actually a mere 419 miles away. Uh, don't want to dox him, though. Um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and his ankle, that's going to be the story of the second half. Uh, I had the Chiefs here. As Andrew stated, that hurts for me. That hurts a lot. Um, and I think the Eagles are going to take this, as Andrew said, as well. I, I'm feeling that way as well. Uh, if Chad Henney has to come out, that doesn't look good. Um, Hennessy, Henney. That's that's not going to get you a Super Bowl win, I'm afraid. Not counting the Chiefs out, though. If Patrick Mahomes comes back out, I think they can make this a game. they got to keep it close. As Andrew stated, Eagles need to stop out of the half. Conversely, Chiefs need a score out of half, and that's what it's going to come down to. Let's go second half. Let's go re-re. 
so out of our half times there, Andrew was celebrating a little prematurely there, um, was already calling for a, a win for the Eagles. Um, I'll, although, you know, we, we saw Patrick Mahomes look like he was in severe pain. So uh, I was kind of feeling that way, too. You kind of swayed me with yours. I was worried that we might have to see Chad Hennessy or Chad Henney come out, and that would have been uh, a, a major letdown. And at that point in the game, I was thinking – Man, this was trending to be such a good Super Bowl, and now we're going to have an injury, and it's going to stink, and then the Eagles are going to run away with it, just like they did against when Brock Purdy went down. But uh, hey, credit to Patrick Mahomes for coming out, um, and and as we stated in both of our halftime capsules, you said the Eagles got to get a get a stop coming out of the third quarter, and a score, and then then you know they're cruising. I threw the uh, other side of it to you and said uh, Chiefs got to get a score, um, and then they're. They they've got a chance in this one, so that's that's really what it came down to. Yeah, hundred percent. And once again, you go back to the coaching style, and they just took their foot off the gas. And I think that's that's really the main takeaway you can you can take from this game is, um, I'm all for making changes at half. It's it's a hundred percent necessary. I really hate when coaches go into half with a lead and then just expect the other team to play the exact same and make no changes. Um, so I, I respect it from Sirianni, but the, the, to change the pace of play like that is such a risky move for, for the exact reason that if you do end up going down, then you have to ramp up your pace of play and you're going to rely on a big play. The Eagles weren't really a big play all, all game long. They were marked the ball down the field where the Chiefs were the big play um, scorers. Yeah. Absolutely. What it what that's absolutely what it came down to. I was reading my notes there, so I, I'm not gonna lie, I kinda zoned you out there. It's getting late here. Um I, all I had to say about my halftime capsule is you could tell I was kinda down bad at that point. That's when I was feeling the worst. Um so you can hear it in my voice, very monotone, very much sunk into the couch because I couldn't move at that point. Um but I digress. Um Andrew, I I, I don't know exactly what you said. Um, not in the halftime capsule, but what you just said. Um, but I'm sure it was great and the shareholders enjoyed it. Yeah. Like the rest of my life, unimportant. Well, that's not true. I can't let you just throw that comment out there. We have to say that you do care. You do care. Tommy, write it in, write it into the script, please. Yeah. Your script. You didn't realize you're going to be, uh, in El Paso for the Super Bowl. You didn't know that when you got your script. That, that's 100% correct. No, pre- no press credentials be, either. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be watching the game from Wing Daddy's sauce house. <laughs> uh, if I could give this place zero stars, I would. The best thing about it was their fried gator bites. The gator's pretty Ooh. good, folks. You can try it. Try it. It's good. Waitress, dog. She disappeared halfway through the night. Uh, ordered some margaritas that came out as liquid with no ice. They called it frozen. Uh, it took 25 minutes to get them, too. Uh, False advertisement. The food, I ate, I ate a half a wing and thought I was going to vomit because the oil tasted so bad. It's going to be zero stars for me, never going back. Okay, that's good. And I can attest to gator being good, though. That is, that is true. Gator does taste very good. I prefer it over chicken, actually. I, I, I'm actually right there with you. You put a little dry rub on that thing and fry her up. Oh, my God, is that good. It is. It is. I mean, maybe maybe it's not at every place. I don't know. The places that I've had it, I've very much enjoyed it, though. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in for the shareholders back in Michigan. I think I'm going to head down 127. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to pick up mm-hmm. some gator jerky. Yeah, I don't know about that place. That place, I mean, I'm totally judging a book by its cover, but I'm uh, the, the the signage and the building, the aesthetic, not great. But sometimes those are the best places when they don't have great graphic design. So, you know, hey, like hey, I, man, if they made it through COVID, I'm going to give them a, give them the nod. OK, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I can say what did lift me up a little bit was the halftime. Riri. Um I think our expectations, well, at least mine, were too high. Um, I don't know why I was so high on Rihanna. Uh, I, I do I do think she is one of my favorites, but um, I'm not sure why I got so excited for it. But I, I still thought I thoroughly enjoyed it. I gave it an eight, eight-ish out of ten. It was good. There's nothing bad that I could really say about it um, other than, you know, she's – just she hasn't performed on stage in seven years. So you got to cut her some slack there. And I was kind of still picturing the Rihanna that I knew from when she was touring all the time. And she's got to be, you got to, you got to credit her for coming out. Um, and after not being on the stage for that long, granted, she was a little rusty. Yeah. To go seven years off the stage and then to have your stage go up and down throughout the entire <laughs> performance. Uh, I don't even know if she was clipped in. I, I almost thought about calling OSHA. And uh, sending somebody down to Glendale and I was going to check the situation out there. But I thought that was a big-time OSHA violation. Everybody on those moving platforms was severely at risk of a fall injury. That's a good point that I didn't think of. Because I did notice when they were on uh, Rihanna, when she was on that, the, the sides were moving independently. Because the, the, you know, the springs, or the not the springs, but the, the whatever... Uh, the tie downs, whatever you want to call them, right? That were hoisting her on that. Um, were they? They was very much moving back and forth, kind of rocking. So it was a little sketchy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was, I was fearing for Rihanna and uh, possibly an unborn child there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure the people at the restaurant should have been fearing for unborn children too. Oh yeah, there was at least two <laughs> "Make America Great Again" hats. So. Um... You know they ain't cool with the aborted uh, fetuses. Yeah, uh, out of two out of the whole place. Um, I don't sure how packed was this place. Uh, actually, I should have read the room. Uh, I was told we were going to have to get there very early because it was going to be packed for the Super Bowl. We got there an hour and a half ahead of time, and uh, it didn't get any busier than it did <laughs> at that time. They were just there for their regular Sunday routine. They didn't know what the Super Bowl was even going on. Our waitress just stopped attending our table, and she had friends and just hung out at a different table oh, forever. To the point nice. where another waitress came up and took care of us, and we said, we'd <laughs> like to tip you. And then our original right. waitress came back six times within the next ten minutes. Oh, all of a sudden she heard the T word, and she was coming over. A hundred percent. We uh, It was about a $150 bill. She got six bucks. Don't even feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a target on your head at this point. Uh, in with this side, it's on the Texas on. side. Is on the Texas side. Yeah, she told us she was trying to leave. Uh, she was done for the night and wanted to leave, so we said bye. And she said, "Can I get my dip?" And I was sitting in the middle of the table. <laughs> she thought that was just some loose chains. Maybe you guys are going to buy some some scratch offs. And no, that's your Ugly tip. Ugly showing. You got to show up to the table to get the tip. I'm sorry, but uh, okay. else did the entire. Dropped yeah. off the food, cleared the table. They did all of the work. Well, I don't know. I don't know why she needed the tip. 
No kidding. Some people's kids. Uh, I back to Rihanna real quick. I did did, did think she had a uh, very much the background vocals uh, assisting her a lot. Um, so did Jason Derulo in the his pre pre show concert. His was very much vocal enhanced, vocal assisted. Um, not as much or uh, more so than when Rihanna had, but it's kind of like um, a little bit of a, an audio assist. They've got a, a background layer there for her to kind of use as a fallback. Um, so definitely a, an assist there to the to the audio um, that she had backdrop in her. Um, but I thought it was okay. I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 I thought Ashley it was pretty good. Simpson, but I think yeah. Ashley Simpson is looking for a long overdue apology after hearing that. Oh man! Well, didn't the Red Hot Chili Peppers not even play guitar? Like they were the guitar was uh, lip syncing. Oh man! <laughs> I hope that's not true. That's what I heard, and I think I, I kind of remember it that way that they weren't actually playing the guitar. I don't know. It was bizarre. Um, anyways, let's talk commercials. Uh, I know you had the audioless version, so you don't really have the. The say, but I, I just got a couple that. Well, I've got more than a couple, but just some that stood out to me. I thought this was better year than the um, years past. Uh, I, I thought the last couple years that I've just been over Super Bowl commercials, and that there'd be a handful of them that I liked. Um, but there were more. It seemed like maybe I was just watching them differently. Uh, like the T-Mobile Bradley Cooper one with his mom. That was it wasn't that wasn't uh, anything super awesome, but it was funny. Um, Squarespace was the Squarespace one was pretty funny. Um, talking about a, a website that you go to, to, to build websites. And they're like, uh, talking about Squarespace, Squarespace becoming self-aware of itself, making other websites and making itself. Um, which is kind of funny. YouTube TV came out with their Sunday ticket ones. So shout out to the YouTube TV ones, people out there. Um, they did indicate that you will get a discounted Sunday ticket. Um, and just as an aside, Andrew, this is going to be interesting news for you. Sunday Ticket, they're talking about a light version where you can just pick select games or select teams and get it for a discounted rate. I want all the games. I, I, don't, I don't come here to half-ass well, it. I come here to watch all the games. Well, I'm just saying for people that are out of state like me, like me who are trying to watch Lions, you could just have a light version and not have to get okay, all the other fair. games. And then rely on Red Zone because you're going to get Red Zone too. So you can have Red Zone. You kind of have your cake and eat it too, I think. Oh, I kind of actually, now that you're saying it like that, I, I'm kind of back on board. He's coming around, folks. Uh, the Google Pixel commercial was pretty funny. Um, you're talking about erasing ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends. That was funny with the eraser tool and the photos. The Ram, our, uh, the Ram REV, Rev commercial, talking about PE, premature electrification. That one was That one was pretty funny. A lot of innuendo in that one. I don't know if you Correct saw any of I'm that. Wrong, but doesn't REV stand for Ram Electric Vehicle? I think so. Okay. Seems like a stupid name. Well, uh, I've heard worse. But I think they're t- the marketing team that came up with the commercial is pretty funny. Um, talking about payloads and premature electrification pretty funny in my book um <laughs> seemed like they were they over overstepped the line at times i'm sure some people are going to be talking about uh that tomorrow as far as this is a kids program um sarah mclaughlin right after that oh, with the bush light that was pretty funny that one i thought stole it for me uh the bush rules 
And then Sarah McLaughlin just standing up for all the wildlife out there. Um, but then him shushing her with the bush. With the bush. It was beautiful. It was perfect because we don't need to hear that Sarah McLaughlin. We don't need to hear that. Even the owl said, who? <laughs> I will say, uh, uh, I think a commercial that followed that one shortly after, I, I think it was Tubi uh, TV. Yep. Where the, the, the entire TV looked like it was somebody was changing the channel. I openly started the sentence and Tommy get ready for a bleep. Are you fucked? And I got to the are you effed? A little before I realized it was a commercial and I had a lot of people <laughs> staring at me. It was it was well done. Um I, I knew it was when it was happening, um, but I could see how it would be believable. And uh, I know there was several millions of people who were freaking out in that moment, grabbing the remote, yelling, screaming, all the above, because that was we were, that was pretty good. Um, I don't think Tubi's going to win anybody over with that, though, because um, most people yeah. are going to probably pissed off about that. But I remember, and that's the whole point. We were That's actually true. trying to figure out how many small children were being yelled at for sitting on the remote. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, with the ability to control TVs from your phones and tablets now, right? Oh, somebody's somebody's yeah. playing a practical joke or, um, you know, whatever, right? But it's good. They had the lead-in with with Greg and Kevin like like it was live. I don't know if you caught that part of it. I did, and that's why it threw me off because, I, like I said, okay. I was limited on the audio, so you heard some of it. It cut right. out at times, you know, just get the volume of the bar, and yeah. so it it fooled me perfectly with not being able to hear all of it. It was just textbook. No, I think it would have totally got me in an environment like a bar or any other, or like maybe at a party or something. Right? I was I was just watching it, like I was locked in at that point. It was late in the game, so I was just kind of locked in. So I, I kind of saw where they were going with it, and I could tell that it wasn't actually the live shot of Kevin and Greg. But in an environment where I'm not locked in, oh, that would I would have totally that would have totally got me, and I would have been freaking out. <laughs> so it was bad. After the service we had received, I thought they were legitimately turning the oh, channel man. to get everybody else out of this bar because you could tell these waitresses just did not want to be over there it. that night. And so I thought they were legitimately changing the channel to get us to leave. And I was about to just throw hands. It would have been an ugly sight for anybody involved. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of loaded firearms in El Paso. Yeah, and, that's uh, I think, true. I think a few true. 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 Um, so let me ask you this right along those same lines. How good was it to watch football? Well, I guess the Super Bowl in mountain time as versus Eastern time. <sighs> Oh, well, Mountain Time got me again, fooled me again. I uh, I was asked what time the Super Bowl started so that we could be oh, man. Uh, ready, ready to go, plenty of time. And I said 6.30, and then I was told how busy this Wing Daddies gets and that we need to get there at 3 to make sure we got a table. So I thought we were going to be hanging out for three and a half hours prior to this game. And then, wouldn't you know it, at about four o'clock, I see uh, the pregame show say an hour to kick off, and I threw me for quite the loop. But it's nice to be have it start that early, though, right? Oh, absolutely. That was my main kick question. Off in the daytime, it's it, it is beautiful. I mean, it's currently ten o'clock here. I think it's eleven o'clock your time. But yep. I mean, 
just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I can get used to this time zone. Speaking speaking of love, absolutely, I agree. I can concur. Central's got a little bit of that too. Um, but as you stated, 11 o'clock here, we're, we're nearing it. Um, Tommy and I got to get to bed. Um, but so let's, so let's kind of wrap this thing up, put this thing to bed, so to speak. Um, quick, hitter, quick hitter news for the, for the Lions. Obviously, Hutch won the Pepsi Rookie of the Year. Uh, thank you to us and everybody who had voted. I know we were, you and I both were hammering the vote hutch button on the Pepsi NFL website. So shout out to us, shout out to the shareholders and shout out to Aiden, of course, for winning Pepsi of the year, Pepsi rookie of the year. That is, um, and you know, commercial. sauce and his commercial, of course, with Cam Hayward. Um, and you know, Hutch didn't win the NFL honors version of the rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year that went to sauce, but, um, good to see that the fans, the democratic process, you know, prevails and that he gets his, his much deserved praise. Absolutely. And he did, he deserved it. I mean, he had the stat line of all, all, this, all season long, he had the stat line. And I know you can make the argument that, well, sauce was so good that nobody even threw the ball to him. Well, I can make the same same assessment on double teams given to Aiden Hutchinson. He led the league in double teams. Oh yeah, it's it's. I know as Lions fans we're biased and we've got a you know the the closer view of it, but yeah, it's, it's certainly an argument that could be made from even an unbiased uh, person. Um, but Aaron Glenn sounds like Michigan oh, so. Sorry, yeah, yes. good to see from Michigan sports. Sauce Gardner, East Detroit native. And uh, gave the shout out to Detroit in his uh, congratulations speech. You're you're absolutely so, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, your rookie, he, your rookie of the your defensive rookie of the year, and your fan voted rookie of the year are two Detroit natives. That's awesome. Love it for the mit- mitten. Um, Aaron Glenn is back. Um, it sounds like the Colts will go for uh, names escaping right now, but the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Um, so barring anything changing with that, um, if he turns down the offer, um, Aaron Glenn could be back in the mix, but it sounds like Aaron's going to be back. Uh, the other news is Brett Fisher, new director of player health and performance that was announced today. Sounds like he's a well-respected guy around the leagues. Uh, I think he's been with the Cardinals for, uh, I don't know how long, um, but, uh, like 15 years, I want to say he's an older guy. Um, Doug wow. his roots, Doug his roots in Arizona, been with them forever. Um, and somebody that is well, well respected in league circles. So happy to have him as player health and performance. Uh, um, obviously a, a very important thing. Injury is always a, a bugaboo. So you got to keep them clean. Yeah. And I mean, uh, they've already taken the first step with changing out the turf. I mean, the players and, I, and you, yep. you love to see it from, uh, uh, from the ownership uh, top to bottom, you know, the players expressed the concern and what did they do? Addressed it in the first off season. They had. I mean, you love to see it. You absolutely do. Um, happy to have him on board. Good to have Brett Fisher um, and his family in Michigan as a part of the Lions program. Um, also in Michigan, we're, we're, we're going to a different sport here. Ice hockey versus MSU. Go blue over MSU on a buzzer beater goal. It was incredible yeah. to watch. I haven't watched much hockey, but we've been playing NHL the game. Now I've been drifting into hockey. This was the first most hockey I've watched in 
uh, quite some time, but it was incredible to see Michigan State tied it up 3-3 with a couple minutes left, and then uh, Michigan with a goal off of a uh, a wrister um, into the into the net as time expired. So that was incredible. Unbelievable! You never you don't typically see buzzer beaters in hockey, and uh, no, and to see it in the rivalry game is another thing. It was a treat. Let me tell you, I was I was actually kind of hoping. Well, it was in overtime, actually. Um, so that was that was even more incredible um, because it was a three on three overtime. Um, I forgot to mention that. And I was I was hopeful to see the shootout coming next, but we didn't get to get that. So I digress. Um, well, the one other question I had for you. For... I got to get this one. Make out. it quick. I'm give a shout out to Ricky Fowler. Hole in one mm. uh, today. Good. Good on you, Ricky. Did. Diddy, diddy. Okay. What hole do you know? Off the top of your head? I think it was the sixth hole, sixth or seventh hole of the day. Okay. Okay. What a what a shot from that guy. Um yeah, what a what a what a time to be alive in Arizona, Scottsdale, Glendale area with two two major events going on, weights management open and the Super Bowl all on the same day. Incredible. All degenerates bundled into one location. Absolutely. It looked like a fun place to be. Uh, also looked like it was going to be fun for you. Were you driving around in the whip? Um, with Was that a Genesis? Oh, yeah. The uh, rental car hooked us up with the free upgrade to the luxury class. Tried to get us a convertible. They were all out. Said, I guess you guys can take the Genesis. This will have to do. I guess. Well, huh. what are the, what's the interior look on that? Make it quick, but what's that look like? All leather and after the gator bites, full of farts. I'm stinking this thing up before we drop it back off tomorrow. Still no fart stopper. No fart stopper near. Uh, this thing one's getting loaded up after those gator, gator bites. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Well, what a treat for them. Um, I had a little bit of a darkness retreat in the caverns this morning. Visited the caverns um, and our tour guide we, they gave us flashlights, but uh, had us turn them off for a moment. And when we were deep into the ca- cavern um, to experience complete darkness, he said the only time you get this dark is at the bottom of the ocean or in other caves. Um, and so that was incredible. Complete, complete darkness. Uh, kind phone, of felt God. like I was on a darkness. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Did, were you hand in hand with Aaron Rodgers? I tried to get my press. That's what I was saying. Did. I kind of got my experience with it. Um, it was... It was something, and I can tell you it was like about a minute worth, and that was enough for me. That that seems ridiculous. Aaron's going to be there in four days. Hopefully no food or water. We'll see how he comes out of the other end of this thing. Uh, but I, I'm going to be seeing some caverns myself. I don't think we're going to get complete darkness like the bottom of the ocean. My goodness. What do you oh, do with yeah, we were... thoughts in darkness? Um, you just put them out to the world, I guess, the, to the universe. Uh, we were 140 feet ish underneath the ground. Um, pretty incredible. Um, it's uh, no cell phone service, uh, temperature drop, all all the above. It was incredible uh, experiencing that. And the tour guide said um, he spent 24 hours down there um, in complete darkness. Um, and he said if you stay longer than 24 hours, uh, you'll become a tour guide. So he's like, we better get out of here. And that was his. So that was his little joke. Is this a is this a live reporting that Aaron Rodgers is officially retiring to become a cavern tour guide? You know what? Uh, it's it's good that you bring that up because yeah, I think you might be absolutely onto something there. 
I mean, eh, the man said it. Anything longer than 24 hours. Hello? Ben? Ben? Oh, yes? Hello? Hi. Okay. Did I lose you? I don't think so. I think I'm still here. Okay, well, you, you cut out there for a minute. Oh, well, needless okay. to say, Aaron Rodgers is out of the league. You can stamp it in ink. Confirmed. Nobody can do four days in total darkness. If there's if they are, they're a liar. Make Aaron Rodgers a liar. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, confirmed here. First reported, Aaron Rodgers officially retired to become tour guide. That's awesome. Um, and, and other wild thoughts... I had that dream I told you about this morning as soon as I woke up that I had a dream you were playing for the Lions um, and you got stepped on by Chris Jones. And it, didn't, it was after the play, well after the play, well after the whistle, no penalty. I was screaming at the TV. I mean, and that was your omen. You should have put all the money on the Chiefs as soon as you woke up from that dream. They were going to stomp out every bit of competition. That was, that was your sign. Oh, it should have been a premonition. Yeah, should have should have moved states and bet. My entire bank account on the Chiefs swing. Put the mortgage on it. Have have the parents back home in Michigan where sports gambling is legal. Put the mortgage on yes. it. It's, trust me, I had a vision. Yes. Uh, I, mom mom would believe me. She's always been trustworthy of my, my calls in life. No questions asked, Mama. I'm on it. Uh, she, she did send me a text during the game and said, well, a couple texts, but um, she said this, and I quote, such an exciting game. This was before the penalty. Um, and then she sent the SpongeBob um, biting his fingernails gif. So that's uh-huh. that's that's yeah. She's in it. She's with it. She 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 knows how to get to the gifts, and uh, she knows football clearly. Um, so that's awesome. Love that for the for the for the fam. Uh, but a little bit bittersweet here, Andrew, as we close out the year. Um, what a what a show. What a what a what a year for the Lions. What a year for football. What a year for us. 48 episodes in, and we ain't done yet. Uh, we will trudge on, as we stated. Be on, we'll be on uh, a couple times a month or once a month, depending on the month, uh, throughout the offseason. So stick with us. We ain't done. Um, we've got free agency in about a month's time from now. So it'll get quiet here for a couple weeks in the NFL and on the Lions share. But it will get loud and roary all, all, all over again um, come March. Yeah, and just get ready for uh, a lot of off-season moves. We've talked about it several times. The Lions got cap space. We got draft capital. A lot of exciting things in store for the Detroit Lions and shareholders alike. Uh, so really, I mean, do your part as a shareholder. Strap in, enjoy the ride, maybe give each show another listen. And uh, let's get ready for off-season and another good season. Yeah, conveniently um... – well, well, uh, good idea of you to bring that up. Conveniently, Tommy compiled all of season one into a playlist on the um, Spotify app. So uh, for you Spotify listeners out there, you can go back and listen through season one in its order. Um, and and by all means, do that. Listen to it once, twice, three times. And of course, give it a five-star review. Apple Podcasts as well, you can do the reviews. Uh, I don't think there's a playlist there. I have to check with Tommy on that one. But yeah, by all means, go back and relive our moments. I think Tommy might have something up his sleeves too with a best of episode um, coming uh, to a theater, to a to a streaming platform near you. 
and let's pump this thing up. Let's get some more shareholders involved. Let's let's get those press credentials for real next year. Absolutely. That's a good goal. That's an attainable goal for next year uh, as we move forward into season two of the Lions share and uh, season whatever it is for the Lions um, at, uh, year 2023 into 2024 as we move on through the offseason. The Lions may be big spenders in the free agency market. Of course, we've got the draft in April right after that. So a big time in these next two months are going to be a big moment in the building blocks that are the Lions. So until next time, look for us in about a month's time in March leading up to free agency. And we'll have a full discussion on all the moves that happen and transpire, not just with the Lions, but with the NFL as well. It's been a pleasure to speak to all of you. It's been a pleasure to be with you, Andrew, and Mitch as well. Shout out to him. He's in Key West living his best life. Good for him. Saw him drinking the Michelob Ultras, maybe some um, high noons as well. So good for him and the wife. Uh, Shout out to them. Shout out to the Baxters. Shout out to the shareholders. Thank you all for joining us. I'm out. Go Lions.